Hi guys, welcome to Bottled Up Blokes Open Up Podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you use to help us grow and help to remove the stigma around men and mental health. During this pod we discuss sensitive matters such as addictions, mental health and suicide. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers. Good evening, Timothy. Hello, Ben. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. So this is our fourth podcast. And if my memory serves me well from just yesterday, we've had over 500 listens across the three episodes so far. Yep, that's right. Which is massive. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. Two knobheads from Normo. 500 listens on a, on a podcast. And exciting news, got an email from Amazon wanting to put it on their platform. Really enjoyed the last one. I think as a story was great. We've had some really good messages about it from people. Obviously a few people off the back of the radio show as well, which is great. We did have a guest scheduled tonight, but unfortunately they've, they've been kept in work. So that's a gent that work, has worked in, well, he's in the RAF, he's been a mental health nurse. Some really good insight into that. So we'll get him on another time. Yeah, fingers crossed we'll be able to get him back on. That organized, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, from, from our perspective, obviously, we're enjoying it still. You know, for us, through the seriousness, it's still you know, it's a good laugh and it probably helps us both out. Listen to all this stuff, have just having a waffle, yeah, it's good, um, mate. I love it, I absolutely love it. It's just another release, isn't it? It's just another way to just talk and help you out. I said, two knobheads gassing, isn't it? Half the time, <laughs> yeah, or three last week. No offense, Aaron, yeah. <laughs> So, how you been? What's been going on? Tell me everything. Oh, mate. I think last time it was a sickness bug that's ruined us. And this time it's been COVID. Yeah, my missus started a new job on the Wednesday. <laughs> By the Saturday, she got COVID from a new job. <laughs> <laughs> so that, Is that uh, like that a welcome a, present? Yeah, yeah. That was her induction. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she got COVID. She was quite bad with it, to be honest. Not bad as in like hospital bad or anything like that. But she, was, yeah. she had a, like a really bad cold with it. So she, yeah, she tested positive on Saturday, I think. And then I started to get a bit of a cold and tested positive on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt a bit crap. The longer that went on, I seemed to get a little bit worse. My chest started to feel a bit tight. My breathing started to get a bit crap. And then the youngest tested positive on the, uh, on the Sunday. So it's been real fun. After having are you, time are you, off. Are you clean now? Yes. Yeah, we were all clean on Saturday. So we're all free and ready to rock and roll. Nice. Uh, I had a daddy and daughter weekend. Uh, and Mrs. was on a hen do this weekend. Left on Friday. So me and the kids pretty much you know, chilled Saturday. Hmm. Did a few bits and bobs. Me and Sarah did the food shop and she had to go and get some new shoes because she lost one of her school shoes. Because how do you not lose one of your school shoes as a, <laughs> as a nine-year-old? And yeah, it's just, it was nice to, I watched a load of, load of my own telly. Yeah. Chilled on the settee, didn't really have an agenda. Kayla came home Sunday and we, uh, we had a pork dinner. I made it crackling, smashed it down. Loving it, loving it, loving it. But I've had one of those weird few weeks and I've spoke to you a few times about it. I've just been like busy in everything. So, you know, work's busy. I'm just doing like working towards my endpoint assessment at university, which, um, Entails more work than I anticipated, and it just oh, it just stresses me out. It just stresses me out. And when I, you know, if I'm stressed, it affects my sleep. So, like I, I woke up the other night. Last night, in particular, I woke up, you know, every other hour 
looking at me yeah. watch like oh shit what time is it so that was lovely but i think you know the end's in sight with that and I, and I do feel that once i've done that i'll have a ton more time to yeah to focus on stuff like i've stopped we're going to talk about sport in a little bit but i've stopped playing football so i play five aside on a monday night with some of the some of the lads and yeah. i've stopped playing that because i've just been busy and i do know it helps but i've just not had the willpower to, to go yeah, sometimes life takes over, though, doesn't it? It does. Especially when you've got busy shit on, like, with your um, university stuff and things like that. Sometimes that takes preference. Yeah. It has to, because I've got all the way to the end. I got my provisional result a couple of weeks ago, so it's literally the last hurdle, and to fall over this one would be a, a tragedy to have given, you know, two and a half years a, a graph to get to this point. Yeah. I did it through one of those apprenticeships through, through work, you know, the government levy. I don't know if, I don't know if your company yeah. does it, where they pay into a levy and you can essentially do get training, you know, at, at certain levels. You can do different levels, of course. But I ended up doing a level seven master's degree, which still flabbergasts me now because, you know, my, I went to college and did sport and exercise science and that's it. I went straight into into working and I kind of worked ever since. So if, if I can do a master's degree, I shit you yeah. not anybody can because <laughs> although like i was good at school i've always been you know relatively clever i'd never enjoyed doing school work like no. academic work and um, i've always been more like practical sport that kind of jazz so you know if anyone's company does the apprenticeship level have a look it's not going to be there forever and it could potentially offer you a, a gateway into something that you didn't even know you you wanted to do mm. obviously we're always offering mad advice on this podcast and we don't give proper advice but you know things like that. I can definitely uh, recommend if you've got the option to to crack on and and, and get some uh, some qualification to be about if you fancy it. If not, then don't. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about a few things in this week's episode. Talk a little bit about sports and talk a little about food. Food makes me happy. I can offer that out there now, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But also, obviously, the impacts of diet and mental health are important to discuss. Then we're just going to talk about life events and some 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 adult stuff, some of that shit that nobody really wants to talk about. The cost of living increase, spiraling costs, as I as I've been calling it to anyone that's willing to listen to me talk about it. <laughs> so we'll have a chat about that. It's bothering me. So if it's bothering me, it'll be bothering someone else. I think it's sometimes nice to, you know, just hear other people talk about it. Yeah. So we'll have a we'll have a waffle about that. But we'll we'll start on sport and we'll start with the bad thing about sport, which I just told you before we started recording. Mansfield Town. Who I support are currently losing one nil to Forest Green Rovers, and if we lose, we're still in the playoffs. But if we win, we'd go third. So it's quite a get, yeah. get it together. Football is it's a pain in the arse at times. It can be oh, the most God, amazing thing and the most horrendous thing at the same time. Unfortunately for me, I'm a Forest fan, mm. and I've not really seen a lot of good. You know, you've got <laughs> you've got like generation before me that saw. So many Wembley visits, European Cups, <laughs> league title, all that kind of stuff. My best day as a Forest fan is on the last day of the season, seeing us get promoted from League One to the Championship and being there and getting on the pitch after. That's my best moment. Mate, fan. you're talking to a Stags fan here, pal. You're, you're, you're barking on fucking wrong tree. I've seen him. Uh, I've seen him go from. League two to League one to League two to conference to League two. And now, again, fighting for, for a place in League one. But it, it's weird, isn't it? Because I just don't, if you're not a football fan, you, you don't get it. No, you don't. I, I, I don't think like, like Kayleigh's ever got it. I think, 
I think the the last Euros, I think she finally understood it of what yeah. it actually means. Like, just think back to like the days when we when England were playing and we got at boundary. Yeah. No, the well, boundary would be fucking even, wouldn't it? Shocker. Yeah. Absolutely full. You could hardly get in it. Someone actually said to, in one of the the groups that I'm in the other day, "What would you rather have? Would would you rather have Boris get promoted or England win the World Cup?" Yeah. And I said, I said for me, it's dead easy, and I go England every day. Yeah, I think I would as well. You know, you know, like he said with his team that he's club rather than country. Was well, he a Derby yeah, fan? No, he's Scottish. So no shock. Explained, yeah, <laughs> explained everything. Yeah. But I said, look, in my lifetime, Forest have, have been in the Premier League. They've had a few chances to get in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, they've balls it up in the playoffs. Where as England, in my whole lifetime, have made the, the semi-final of the World Cup twice. So the chances of it happening is a lot less than Forest getting promoted. Yeah. So I'd always every time I go England win a World Cup. Every time. I think I would like the full day of the of the, of the Euro final was mad like <clears throat> I had to come round. Mum and dad came round. We went to Bands, we had a few drinks, like in the day, which yeah. obviously summer, so it was night, it was warm as well. Then we went back to my gaff, had a few more drinks, and we ordered some takeaway and then waited for like the, the game to start. And, I, and like when my life, I think, peaked when Luke <laughs> yeah. scored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that feeling of like, pure elation at that point you can't you can't describe it like you can't no. like, I can't even say why it makes you feel like that or why I reacted like I did and you know why I swore for the next 80 minutes or however long it was when we fucked it up but oh yeah, yeah. I was it was when we won the semi-final that got me I broke I absolutely <laughs> broke you know just yeah. just for England to be in a final and I thought the whole country is going to be absolutely buzzing. I thought it'd be amazing. So we went down Nottingham for the day, me and Stace did. So we're one of Stace's friends. So we went down Nottingham, had a few drinks in Nottingham to try and soak up a bit of atmosphere and then came back home and watched the match. I was just, honestly, semi-final. As soon as we won that semi-final, I was, I was a mess. I remember being yeah. down on living room floor, on my knees, crying. Because I'm just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe England have made a final. Should have won as well, man. Oh, that's well. like it's Italy. They weren't very good. No. So I feel like we should have won, but it's uh, it's one of those, isn't it? it? Wasn't meant to be. But interesting to see what comes next. Qatar, different ball game. I saw some a video on Facebook where they've got massive fucking like air conditioners in the stadiums. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But I saw another thing that said England fans are gonna be pissed off because oh god, I need to find what it said. Something about, it was about not being able to drink or buy booze in like a supermarket. Right, yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it was something on that line. like, it was all these things that you can't do in Qatar that, yeah, you know, England fans will be fuming about, like... Smacking stadiums or things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just generally yeah, not the, being knobheads. Yeah, the bad side of football. On the Friday, the Euro started, I had the snip. Oh, God. Which, for me, was a good thing. One, because I was having that done, and two, because I got to sit on the settee and watch three games a day all weekend <laughs> um which you know which which on a side note it's not worked i've got to go and do two more samples because oh, nice. so many a percentage don't work to either me my pipes have re-knitted or uh, <laughs> or i've got super jizz <laughs> <laughs> well yeah 
Mine were swimming in circles, mate. So yeah. <laughs> at one stage, I don't know about now, but I don't, yeah. I don't even want to try and find out. You don't need them anymore. No, don't need them. But I remember watching those first few games, and I watched the. Um, so Kaylee went to her mum's. I was in the house on my own. I'd had my knackers cut, so obviously I was vulnerable. And then that thing <laughs> happened with the, and that thing happened with uh, Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm literally I'm sat on the settee on my own in me I've probably my dressing gown at the time, just crying. And I run Kate. I was like, <laughs> terrible. What a, what a story though. I know. What a Crazy, story. I saw it? I saw something else and it said it was from a it was from a Tottenham fan and it said since we last won at Stamford Bridge, Christian Eriksen has played for us, gone to the Euros, died, come back to life, and then scored at Stamford Bridge for Brentford. <laughs> Oh, mad, sums, up, sums up football fans thinking, doesn't it? But yeah, I think football for me, like I've got so many like amazing, amazing memories when it comes to football. Yeah, um, playing it, getting out. I can I can remember like going to watch Stags with my dad, like early doors when when Stags were like standing, mm. and um, we get in there and like it'd sit me on the on the handbar in front of him. Yeah, as we as we were playing and. Uh, I remember seeing Stags beat Wigan Athletic 6-2. Stuart Adley scored at Atchikov at bench. <laughs> Never heard of him. It's, what? Super sub, Stuart Adley? Super, <laughs> super sub, super. <laughs> but I've also got a, uh, I've got a brick in the Stags ground with my name on it. How have you? Yeah, my granddad bought it. I mean, me and my dad, him, and then his friend, we all had a brick. When the... Yeah. Um, when they did up Field Mill, or it's obviously one course stadium now, the um, you could buy a brick, it's 20 quid. I had to buy it, and it's yeah. like the face of a brick for 20 quid with your name on it. But <clears throat> I've took both my kids to watch a game at Stags, and it's the first thing I show them when we go, Oh, look at me, brick. Yeah. Oh, look at me, brick. <laughs> but you know, when you think about moments where nothing else matters, you know, yeah. when, you're watching a, when you're watching a football match, it's just that match. See, I love it. I don't go very often, but when I did used to go, like the whole buzz that. That few minutes just before kickoff, where they're coming out and you've got music and fans are up and all that, just that little buzz that it gives you, just you like for the next 90 minutes, you've got no idea what's going to happen. Generally, yeah. to be fair, it's, it's been quite shit for me, but I love it. I just love that feeling. The smells, you recognize the smells. Like you say, they give you them them fuzzy feelings and some shit ones as well. I've seen some, some crazy matches, absolute crazy matches. I remember. We would, a few of us had gone down to Nottingham. We'd just gone shopping and at the last minute we were like, oh, let's go and watch Forest. They were playing Stoke today. Me and Dean went and they won 6-0. And they were like, last minute decision, win 6-0. And like ever so often when they chuck it up on like on Twitter account or on Facebook account or something like that, it's like, yeah, I was actually there and they were 4-0 up at half time. You know, like, yeah, again, that warm that fuzzy feeling, that great memory. But then you've got the not-so-good ones. Ian Holloway, this week, we're talking about when Forrest clapped off Blackpool when we lost in playoff semi-final because Blackpool were that good, fans clapped him off, and I was there for that. And, oh, right, horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I ate football at times. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-flow, then I was just like, oh. <laughs> I hate football. Yeah. <clears throat> I went to watch Stags play Uddersfield Town at Cardiff. Millennium Stadium, yeah, um, in the playoff final, we had a cracking team as well. I went with a lad from college. We got um, we got the bus down from Mansfield to Cardiff, 
had a few sherbs, went to watch it, and it's just a, it wasn't chocolate, but it was busy for obviously stags, and I'm, yeah. obviously we're all stags fans, it's mental. I'll never forget, like, we was behind the stags goal, and really late on, and I, I won't say last minute, but it was close, close to the end of the game, we had this French forward, and I can't, I can't place his name, but it's French fella, and he comes around this player, and there's a, the ball is on the byline, is on the, the byline, and he cross it in and we score so the crowd goes wild ah, me and this guy next to me with his blue and yellow wig on the back snogging him and um <laughs> and then i just looked over i saw lino like that with flag up oh. the lino's got he's here you got the net and then him this side so there's no way he could have seen that that ball had gone out to flag for it yeah. no way like no. <laughs> it would be it'd have been a goal would have been up yeah stags to have been in premier league like Huddersfield were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i just remember like Again, massive elation, like my heart's panning. Yeah. And to then, like, feel like I want to like vomit everything. Like the the ride home, we were bit like the ride there, dead chatting, like just having a laugh and that. The ride home, just no one were bothered, just because it. And that's what it does to you. And I think, I think it's probably like a good analogy for for what mental health like for some people. You know, sometimes you're massively up, and other times you're yeah. massively down. But you. You can't quite put your finger on why. Um, yeah. Football's a bit like that. You get, you know, if you're a if you're a football fan, it gets you big time in the old fields, doesn't it? Yeah. You see, obviously, you've got like a lot of people go. It's a big social thing for people. You'll have people that'll have like season tickets for years and years and years, and they'll go and they'll meet up, <clears throat> meet up with the same mate in the same pub. Yeah. Same you know, seats. Yeah. Same seats. They'll get same food, a few drinks, all that kind of stuff, and it's a massive social thing. But well, a lot of sports are. Obviously, it's not just football. You've got like rugby and and well, ice hockey and all kinds of different sports. Yeah. But the the social side of it's massive, and it's obviously it's good for you. I don't know because you you know you can sit and just talk bollocks like we do. Yeah. Particularly now, I think with people being more you know starting to become more open, it is a good opportunity to have an event about stuff. But yeah, I went to um, obviously. Most of my football matches I've been to Stags, but I've also been to like watch Liverpool play. I've been to watch United at, at Old Trafford, and if you're like the bigger ground, it's such a different experience yeah. in terms of like what you actually get. But it, it for me, it's never felt as authentic as going to watch people spend their hard-earned money watching League Two dribble, which arguably at times is about as good as what we used to play for Broadies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's about as fast-paced as that. But I think you've got to be made a you've got to be made a tough stuff to follow a a team like Stags and like yeah probably not as much Forest because obviously they are a, Forest are a big club aren't they you know they've had they've been up there thereabouts in the top two yeah. well they've been obviously in, in championship for forever and, and a couple of spurts down you know further down but you know, when you see people like turning up what's the club that went bust and was it Macclesfield I saw so it's Robbie Savage is involved with Macclesfield now right okay and um Oh, I like, hate Robbie Savage. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went to watch uh, Derby Forest at City Ground. I was in the. Uh, I was in the Derby, oh. and one of my mates' dads got me t- me and Ad's tickets, and Derby won at the end. Robbie Savage out swinging scarf round. <laughs> it was brilliant. That was again going back to good and bad times. That was the last time I I went to a Forest Derby match. I said I'd never go to one again. Because <laughs> Forest Forest went two 0 up in that game and lost three two. And Chris I remember scored twice for Derby. I was because uh, you know it, I, I could go and watch anyone. If I'm in your end at a football match, I am supporting that team. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> even though I, I like to follow all local sides because I, ju- you know, I just enjoy local sides doing well. But like when I'm in the derby and I'm a derby fan. Horrible person. You know, if, if I was if I if I was sat with you at Forest End though. I'd have been a Forest fan. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. The only time I wouldn't be that is if it was it would be Stags because I like to follow Liverpool as well. But when Liverpool played Stags, it was all about Stags because you know it's the rocky story in it. Yeah. Sport in general, I've always I've always enjoyed sport. I think it it gives you a massive a massive massive release. Yeah. Particularly if you are a bit pent if you've got a bit of pent up frustration or you know you're not you're not feeling great. There's never a time where I've gone to play football on a Monday night. And come home thinking, God, oh, God, I wish I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. I sometimes thought, God, I don't want to go. And then when I get home, I'm like, bloody hell, I'm so, I'm so glad that I went. Yeah. Because again, it's just running around with 12 idiots. Other blokes. Exactly. Yeah. 12 idiots. Yeah. So every now and again, as well, it's funny. Like, we all do it, but every now and again, we'll like show a flash of brilliance. It's like, yeah, you've got to do that. Like, <laughs> we, uh, we, we played and I scored like, I scored like the first six goals, everything I touched were gold. And then next week, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't string a pass together. Um, <laughs> And you used to go, oh, God, back in the day, every now and again, I'd do, do something like that. <laughs> I miss playing. I miss, yeah. again, the, the the social side of it. Because I started playing not long ago. I started up again, but COVID ruined both seasons for it. But like before that, when we used to play, I used to love it. I used yeah. to absolutely love it. Sat, playing on Saturday afternoon, your whole day was about going to football. It was getting sorted in the morning, getting ready. Getting everything sorted to, to get yourself to football, meet up with lads, drive football if it's an away game. If it's at home, you're putting nets up, you're dicking around, kicking balls at each other. And <laughs> these changing just, rooms locked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just shit like that. And then afterwards yeah. in changing room when taking piss got, out of each other. Yeah. Me just walk around with Tallowacker out. Yeah, asking if you've got out in your eye and that kind of <laughs> Just <laughs> good times. Good times. Just just funny. And then going back to pub after and taking piss out of each other. If you've been shit or you've done something really, really bad, just taking the piss out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember first when we played for Ulocks, obviously, with Ulock being older men, never really played in your sides, always obviously would play in like year below or different teams or whatever. And then as a, what I mean, what would it have been? It was early 20s, were it? Yeah. yeah. Like that. Early 20s. And I played that first game in Swan Court Dracticals. I didn't even realise you could play football. <laughs> well, thanks, mate. Yeah. Then again, I, I remember playing centre half next to fucking Aidan Flint. Yeah. Like, he, had, he, had, he had a couple of couple of stints at Broad, didn't he? Mate, we made him. We made him, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we made him what he is today. I Where thought he was Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah. Yeah. He is. Well, he's massive and all, isn't he? He weren't that big when he was stood next to me at centre half, I don't think. Well, that's because you're huge. <laughs> <laughs> Five foot eight. Yeah, we made him. Well, we made him what he is today. Mm. Such a release in it, though, like playing with your mates, having that camaraderie and that just pure shit, like silliness, isn't it? Just... Yeah. You know, the thing of, of playing and work as well, for me, it was such a, a release, uh, like a stress relief. You know, that I loved the physical battle against people, I loved it. I love getting amongst people. I was talking to someone about it the other week. When I played football, I was completely different to how I am as a person. Yeah. I was I were just I'm an horrible bastard. And I was dead Mardi because I hated losing. You were Mardi, weren't I remember, I yeah, I remember you being dead, dead Mardi. Because like I said, I hated losing. I hated it when people didn't try. If you, I, I don't get how you can't 
the simplest thing in my head football is running. And if you're yeah. not running after someone when you should be, you are a lazy bastard. And I'm telling you, you're a lazy bastard. So, yeah, I was, I am Mardy when I play football. I take it way too serious. Can we want cup? Yes, I can, yeah. I didn't play in that game, so I'd, <clears throat> I'd missed a few games because um, I was working weekend and stuff, so I couldn't make every single game. And then it just turns out that obviously the cup final were a night game, so I came to that on the bench. I remember it, like, because we were, it were, were it 1-1 or something? Oh, oh no. It, no, it we were, were getting battered. I shouldn't have played in that game. I was in, I'd, <coughs> I'd been injured a few, probably about three or four weeks before. I'd smashed my leg and I got a massive hematoma on my shin. Yeah. But, and that was in semi-final. But I was like, there's no way I'm not playing. I was like, yeah. I could hardly well, I, play, I played in, I played in semi-final, but I remember, I can't remember what score it was, but anyway, we were, at this point, we were drawing and it was like, towards end of the game. And Vic says to me, get warm, you're going on up top. I thought, <laughs> Glory, is it? Yeah, I'm coming on. I'll either, I'll either bag one at last or I'll take a pen and, and win it for us. And we've got a corner and someone floats a corner in and Shane Frazakli twats one in at back post yeah. and scored, didn't he? He starts yeah. running towards me to celebrate. I thought I'm going to hit him, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something. I was so glad that he scored because I was done. I was like, oh, I, I don't think I've got extra time. I was ready to go, I was. <laughs> Should have come on. And then, and then on bus on way, and Vic says to me, "Don't worry about it, Ben. You'll get a game next week. So I'm not here, Vic." <laughs> <laughs> I'm never playing for you again. Never playing for you again. You're done. Yeah. Done. Oh, good times, yeah. man. Like you were, you mate. Yeah. Think, I think you you lose some of that as an adult, don't you? Like you don't go in big groups anymore, do you? Like yeah. you know, you see a few closes and stuff, and you might there might be an event every now and again where a load and you get together if it's a stag do or something. But other than that, you, you, I think you lose that. And it's, it's just camaraderie, isn't it? It's, it's a load of mates. And, you know, I saw, I saw it again, sort of flicking through Facebook or Twitter or something, and it said, one day you, you go and do something with your mates and you don't realise it's the last time you'll ever do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true, that. <clears throat> There's more visibility in sport around mental health. There's a lot more people trying to make, obviously, awareness and stuff. There was that, um, who was a footballer that did loads of mental health. Marvin Sordell, his mental health battle oh. led to his led to his retirement. He played for Watford and Bolton. Yeah, um, striker, he, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, he retired at 28, despite only a year left on his contract at Burton Albion. So yeah, he, he basically talked about how he, you know, thought about suicide and the pressure that he faced being a professional footballer, the transfer fees that hung over his head, knowing what he needs to deliver, being away from family, being away from home, not having your direct your direct support network. It was open about his um, his journey, and he's done a few like interviews on like Good Morning Britain and yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he did, you know, he did try to um, he tried to kill himself, which is terrible. When you look at you know other high profile footballers, Gary Speed being one of them, probably the highest profile one. Yeah, you know, did match the day or or whatever he did, and then that was it. Went went home and and, and killed himself. And you got to wonder whether a the culture that we're trying to promote now would stop that. Yeah, well, you've from got getting, um, from getting to that point, but what's his name is Clark Carlisle. He's, he's that's the other one, one I was trying to think about. That was the yeah. other guy. He's he's attempted it a couple of times, I think, hasn't he? I might be wrong yeah. on that, but I think he's quite big into it, uh, into the mental health side of it, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you've got like this week, Pogba's come out and said something, hasn't he, about his struggles, his mental struggles that he's had. 
But you've got to say there is footballers that have that have got it. You know, like, you know, like we've said before, it doesn't. You know, just because you earn a load of money or you, you've got a really good job, it don't mean that depression's not going to get you. It don't mean that mental health. It, it, don't, it, don't, it don't discriminate on things like that. No, it don't give a shit. You know, a lot of people with loads of money and stuff like that have significant problems. Yeah. You know, different problems that look at Paul Merson, his gambling addiction. Yeah. You know, we spoke about that briefly on on when we spoke about Azza, but you know, different vices, different different worlds, but it doesn't stop people suffering from the the same no. things that and I guess you I guess you see professional sports people as like immortal almost, don't you? Well it's no, anyone who's famous really, isn't it? You kind of think, oh like the the thing is, what have they got to be sad about? You know, they've got all this money. That, that's, a, that's the question that, that Yeah, you know, they've got this job that they love. Someone recommended to me on Twitter, Diary of a CEO, and it was Jimmy Carr's episode. Oh, Stephen Bartlett. That's him, yeah. Fucking hell, mate. It absolutely blew me away. Because obviously, like, Jimmy Carr, you think, oh, he's a funny guy, he's happy and all that. He was just sat like a normal bloke, just talking, like we are, and like yeah. we do about, you know, his struggles that he's had and the depression and the, the shit that he's been through. And you think, fucking hell, didn't know any of that. It's mad that someone famous... It's good to get, it's good to get people talking about it. Yeah. That's the key in it. It's getting that, getting the word out. That it's normal. That it's, that it's normal to, to feel different, to feel down, to have, you know, just because you don't suffer with clinical depression or you've not got a diagnosed anxiety problem, you are allowed to feel down, you are allowed to feel bothered by stuff, you are allowed to feel shit. But, you know, we can testify to the fact that, you know, talking about it, obviously, obviously we, you know, we met a couple of Saturdays ago and just went for a, a wander and you know, I was up, you were going for a walk, I was going for a walk and we met at a coffee and a, a wander around Norma while you waited for your kid to finish dancing and it was just nice wasn't it just to yeah. you know, it, start, it started my Saturday off perfect yeah it was nice I was going to say just nice little bit of exercise easy exercise and a, a fucking good chat just yeah. again just talking absolute rubbish about yeah. stuff that we used to do and, and laughing about it's you know, good to read we had a laugh didn't we yeah. we had a proper laugh yeah it was good and a nice all gaffer and yeah we're mint and off we went it. coffees yeah. are on me next time yep Exercise, you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to, you know, pound the pavement for an hour, sweating your tits off, or going to a gym and bollocking yourself with a load of weights. You know, just go for a wander. Yeah. You yeah. know, go for a walk go around the streets, go, go, and take, go and take half an hour to gather your thoughts and get your heartbeat off yeah. its level that it sits at. But there's so many like things on, on YouTube, just like you can put hit sessions in and people think a hit's going to be absolutely crazy, full on. But there's not, there's easier ones for beginners and stuff like that that you can like just yeah. low level 15 minutes in your living room, you know, just to get your heart rate up. 15 minutes later, you've done it, you've exercised and you feel better straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Releases those uh, those endorphins, doesn't it? And, you know, releases that feel good hormone and gets you going again. Yep. That little bit of exercise, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't feel like it. Kaylee and kids have gone out for a wander tonight. And I just didn't fancy it. I had some stuff yeah. to do, you know, to keep myself level. But yeah, I've had it this last month. Oh, well, March. Obviously, we've had quite a bit going off with the sickness bug and COVID and all that kind of stuff. But I basically had a month off. I literally did did a bit at the start of month, and I was just like, I need a break. I need to fucking re. I need a reset. You know, I yeah. needed to reset my mental health, reset my mind reset my body and and start again 
So it started this week. I went out for a run on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah, you put it in the group, didn't you? Yeah. Plus, with being the first one after COVID, it were kind of like, I didn't know how it was going to be. I planned to do 10K, which is what I did. But it were like, if I have to end up walking, I, I will end up walking. It's not a problem. Yeah. But it, was just, it went all right. I can't moan. I'm quite happy. I still remember playing football at first after COVID. My lungs were burning. It was horrible. Mm. It, I was surprised. I thought I was going to die. Struggle. I thought I was actually going to die. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. I went all woos and I was like, God, COVID's done me. COVID. Media's got me. Yeah. But it's like, Stace, it's done her in still. Like, she's walking up and down stairs and she's knackered. And like, it's getting to this time of night for her. She's absolutely bollocks. So she's like, oh, I just want to go to bed. Nine o'clock and she's yeah. like, I just want to go to bed. So it's weird how it affects different people. Yeah, really I still is. can't. I still can't drink tonic water. So I used to drink gin and tonic, but since COVID, I can't stand the taste of tonic water. You know what? My taste, my taste has changed on, and it's quite upsetting actually. Tomato sauce. I'm not a big sauce lover, so it wouldn't massively affect my life. But the kids are kids are mad on it. Like Saren dips fucking cucumber in tomato sauce. Oh yeah, I'm not into that. Right. But you know, like on a bacon cob or a bacon sandwich or whatever, it's like, oh, just have a bit of ketchup. I'll I'll like, squit on a, I'll ask, I'll squit on a bacon cob or a sausage sandwich. Squid, little squid, little squid. You're not gonna shit on my bacon sandwich. <laughs> like, yeah, it's only bothers a bit. Last few days, as you'll probably remember, I hate vinegar, and that's all I can taste is when I'm having tomato sauce at minute. It's all I can taste is vinegar. So it's like, no. So I've had to stop at it. I'm like, no, it's not good. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I do remember you not liking vinegar. Actually, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's like a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like Dean not liking butter. Is it Dean not? I don't like butter, butter either. You still don't like butter. You're weird. I don't, I don't like it either. Really I like it on toast. Probably butter though. Like we always used to have fucking flora on, and like that's I think that's what put me off because like Lurpak on toast or Norpak if you get from Aldi, dreamboat, salty buttery goodness. But like on a sandwich, no way, Jose. I don't like it at all. And I can tell as well. Like I remember me, uh, <laughs> my dad's mum. Certainly didn't like great like didn't like gravy on my dinner, so I had dry Sunday dinners. Um, and uh, well, yeah, but it's me in it, and I didn't like butter on my sandwiches. My dad's mum would like put gravy on my dinner, or like sneak some butter on my sandwich, and then I'd bite it. <laughs> like it's got butter. I was like, no, and I was like, it's got butter on it. Can <laughs> <laughs> see it. You can fucking taste like, and I can't. I like. I, you can taste it. Like I know when it's got butter. I can taste it. Grandma, stop fucking lying to me. Stop putting your butter on your fucking sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you, have, you can't have a sandwich without butter on it. Like, you can. Uh, I still do. Like, I love it. Yeah, here's a plate of gravy and here's a slice of bread and butter to yeah. mop it up with. <laughs> do you know what? I, I like I do, I do. like gravy now, but I, I don't, like, slather it on my dinner. I'll stick some of my Yorks pudding in, like, a drizzle of it, top of other bits and bobs, and I like to dip things in, like, my Yorks pudding oil. We were going to talk about food anyway, and it, I think we've we've segued in nicely. But yeah, we have. Been, yeah, food food has the ability to impact my life. <laughs> yeah. When when you talk about like you know when people like use the term hangry. Yeah. I'm like for me, for, for me that's a that's a real deal. Like yeah. If I'm hungry, Kaylee knows straight away, so she starts going at me immediately, saying, "Younger you are, aren't you?" Yeah. <laughs> and, I t- and I tell her that I'm not. And she was like, I can tell you are, which then gets me more angry. Yeah. And then I start like driving erratically and getting a bit irrational. And then I eat. And it's like that Snickers advert where 
He takes yeah. a bite of sticks and he's like, ah. <laughs> that's me. That is me. We went on a, a stag do to Benidorm years ago and we were walking around looking for a food place. And honestly, we were walking around for ages. My head went, I fucking sat there and I was like, we are fucking eating soon. I am not moving any further until we decide where we're fucking going to eat. I'm terrible for it. I am getting hungry. Yeah. Proper terrible. I am as well. Uh, like, it, it, it gets me. And I think the, the other thing that food does for me is, like, it can it can massively improve my mood in general. Like, you know, if you go out for a nice meal, it yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. Like, if you get a nice plate of snap, even it doesn't have to be a nice plate of snap, just a plate of snap in front of you that looks decent, you know, a hearty meal, you know, a nice burger, or went to the school house in Normo. Yeah. Just before... When was it? I was going to say before Christmas, but it went before Christmas. Or it's recent. It was like a couple of months ago or something. We had such an amazing meal. Yeah. Like I had this quails egg scotch egg thing. Oh, I'll eat that. It, I'm on that now. It just and it was like rather than it being like mint, like proper sausage meat, it was like chunky bits of meat, like pork, almost like yeah. ground pork, but not minced, so it's thicker, like bigger pieces. I had this brisket for Maine, and I could, I can feel it like melting in my mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be listening to this thinking i'm hungry now can you fucking stop yeah and then and then i had a like a sticky toffee pudding for mm. for pudding that i didn't want at all i had no space for it but i actually still managed it. yeah still managed it down yeah and then it was quite a it's quite a, a, a short walk home but you know if i the other thing that shit for someone for me that likes really likes food is if I eat super rich food, it makes me sick. So that night, got up about three in the morning, heart burned through up. Oh, nice. What a waste of money. Yeah. Taste of mint, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't have it in the morning, did you? I didn't know. I, I, was looking at some, I was looking at some stats about food. Do you know Mind, mind.org.uk? Yeah. And, it's, and it's called Food and Mood. Yeah. And it says improving your diet improve your mood, give you more energy and help you think more clearly, which I think for a lot of people is, you know, really good. And there's a video on there that you can watch around yeah. eight tips to, to food and mood. But a couple of things that, that it says, and I'm probably the shit for this, eating breakfast gets the day off to a good start. I very rare, other than weekends, I very rarely have breakfast. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I'll have a cup of tea and I might have a biscuit. Yeah. It's tired me over until I, I eventually get something to eat. And then it says to like avoid food which make your blood sugar rise and fall rapidly, such as sweets, biscuits, sugary drinks, and booze. Yeah. You know, staying hydrated, which is a standard thing, but you know, I don't drink enough water, do you? No, not at the minute. A few months ago, I, I did. I was drinking a lot of water, pissing a hell of a lot as well. Like, yeah, I get like now, bottle of water, take it. I just literally carry it everywhere. As soon as it's gone, fill it straight back up and. By end of the day, you've you've drank like three or four liters of water without even trying. Yeah, so that's that's how I managed to keep my water up. But recently, I've been crap with water. Yeah, thing, like everything. Diet, when I worked in the office, um, we had an old office, and my old manager we bought a cafeteria, and we used to bring like buy nice coffee. Yeah, and I was having like we was sharing like two cafeterias a day, really good good coffee. And I started, I, I started not feeling right, like something, like I felt off. Yeah. And I thought the only thing that I've been doing is I've, I've started drinking more coffee. This was over like a four or five week period. And I was like, there's something wrong. So I thought, I'm just going to not drink it. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> but honestly, I thought I was going to die. Like Withdrawals. I felt, I felt her, like <clears throat> horrendous. Yeah. 
like, if that's what like coming off a drug is like, like I couldn't think straight. I was like agitated. I'm um, terrible with coffee. I drink way too much coffee. Yeah, love it though. Yeah, so I, I do like coffee, but again, I get I get sharp burning. Too much coffee gives me heartburn. So like, I can't I can't really drink hot drinks past about three o'clock. Right. Yeah, um, I don't tend to drink them that late. So what I do is smash a glass of milk with about eight obnobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the epitome of like health, but yeah, things like get you know getting your five a day and staying hydrated, drinking water, you know, trying not to drink too much alcohol. Problem is that people comfort eat as well. Like people, they'll get into that cycle of I feel like shit. I'm gonna eat to try and make yeah. me feel better. I bet I feel like shit. What? Oh, well, <laughs> I get some chocolate. Oh, I bet all that yeah. chocolate try and make me feel better. I feel better, but shit, well, you know you've, you've landed a stone on. <laughs> yeah, shit, my clothes don't fit. Oh shit, yeah. what am I gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna eat cake, and it's just people get into that cycle. Yeah, of, it's dead easy to get out of though. Eating easy and eating well is, I find, can be quite easy. Or eating well, eating better, it is. As boring as it sounds, it is literally just looking at calories and stuff. Yeah. You know, we, Aldi, we, we eat Aldi well, do cause... a frozen pizza. It's a, a thin base frozen pizza, and you can have half a pizza for less than 400 calories. And then, like, yeah, but, yeah, but who, eats, uh, who eats half pizza? <laughs> yeah, no, but if you're sharing it, like, for your tea, we like, you miss it or whatever. Yeah. Get a few homemade tater wedges, something like that, a bit of salad, even though I don't eat salad. You know, you've got a plate full of snap. Have a chicken Caesar salad tonight for tea. Have you? Probably covered it all in Caesar sauces. Oh, well, it wouldn't be a fucking Caesar salad without Caesar sauce, would it? I'm not gonna have a well, yeah, chicken but... chicken salad with no with no like. Otherwise, it'd be boring as fuck, wouldn't it? And Caesar makes it. And I buy the extra special one from Asda as well, so it's like yeah, yeah, indulge. Wow. Someone's doing well, aren't they? I mean, it's it's a quid. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's. Uh, I, mean, I, I like I like eating shit, but I'm I'm lucky in a sense that Kaylee's a really good cook. So right, every night she'll smash a di- you know mint tea together. Yeah, I'm lucky in that sense that I very rarely have to do any cooking. See, I do I do most of ours, but we are really shit times. Like we we haven't had any tea yet. It's like what five to nine. Yeah, that's so. crazy time, Mitch. Yeah, we we generally eat any time between nine and ten o'clock every night. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, is that just because like Stacey's so busy? Pretty much, yeah. By the time she's got back and we've sorted the kids out and all that kind of crap, it's like right, all time. So right now she's I don't know if she's finished with Freya or not, but she's still upstairs. Yeah, I'd say it's five to nine. So all good fun. And we're talking about food. Food, yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so easy to eat shit, and it's so like cheap these days. Like, and McDonald's have got a thing on in April, it's like an offer every day. And today it was like, you know, sometimes I'll be sat at work, so I work from home, I'll be sat at home, and a, and a McDonald's offer will pop up with like a triple cheeseburger for 99p. I'm thinking, do you know what? I, it's one, it's going to get me out of ass, and two, I'm going to enjoy it. So I'm going to just buy myself a, a triple cheeseburger for like for 99p when it should be. Mm. And I've won them because that should be £2.19. Well, that's it. That's a massive win. But I've smashed it for 99p, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it with gherkin. Oh, you dirty man! Only weirdos don't eat gherkins. 
You know, the only thing that gherkins are good for is throwing it at each other and windows. <laughs> and that's it. I've never thrown a gherkin at anybody or a window. <laughs> it's because you eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thrown a gherkin at a window? Yeah, and they stick. <laughs> what's, that, what's that thing? Is it cats that don't like gherkins or cats that don't like cucumbers? It's supposed to be cucumbers, but I've tried it with Alan, yeah, and I tried it with Brenda before, with our cat before Alan, and they both just look at it as if to go, why have you put a fucking cucumber down next to me? And we tried that thing where you go, boom, 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 let me hear you say where, and cat goes, wow. No, but our cat is very vocal. So if he came in now, you'd hear him. Like on the first podcast, I had to edit him out because he was meowing like fuck. And the cat flap was slapping. We're talking about um, about money then and stuff and um, adult life and all that kind of jazz. I think that segues probably into our closing piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In our house, I'm the one that deals with all the money. So I deal with the bills, deal with the diet debits, deal with the money, the budgeting and all that kind of stuff. So I think this kind of stuff bothers me more than most anyway because I see it and it what costs at the minute, man? Oh, mate. It's just unbelievable. Spiraling. Fuel. This morning, Stacey's had to go to uh, drive down the A38 to go and get petrol. She's got yeah. no petrol. And because there's none up at the uh, garage at the minute in Normanton, she's had to drive around to find some. And yeah. it's just fucking mental. I remember when I first started driving, it was about, I think it was something like 75p a litre. Yeah, eight, when I first started, it was 89p. Mad in it, and I know it's a long time ago now, but it's fucking the prices now are just well, it's gone up 100%. People are, driving. I don't know how people are going to cope. It's, it's, not, it's not just that, is it? Like, just from my perspective, and again, this is, ju- this is just my current experience. So, the council tax has gone up by six quid, mm. which, which isn't a lot, but then my energy bill has gone up by, by you know 100 quid. Yeah, now everything else is. On its way, like like the fuel, like Kaylee's got a, a one litre Clio. And when I bought it, I think it cost me £35 to fill it up, 40 quid. I filled yeah. it up last week, 55 quid. Yeah. So 15 quid different. So 15 quid extra on fuel. My fuel, I mean, I've got a, I've got a hybrid car and I charge it at home. I'm, I'm just going to have to stop charging at home. Yeah. And I'll just charge it when I go somewhere that's got a charger. Yeah. Um, unless I'm doing a long journey because it, it massively impacts miles per gallon when you when you've got electricity during a long journey. Like I went yeah. to I went to Warsaw last week. I had sixty nine or seventy miles in you know on the range thing. It's yeah. a hundred mile round trip. When I came home, I still had fifty miles left. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, and I charged it at home, and then I charged it there at work as well, and then yeah, they did that. But it just I think if anyone's feeling the pinch or struggling, have a, have a Google around. There's places you can have a chat with and. EAP solution at work, they've got people that can deal with this and, you know, and, and see if you're entitled to anything or whether you can get any help or what you can do. Because it's, it's a worrying time. Like my, my bills, including I've had a couple of other things that, that aren't bill related, like the HMRC messed my tax up. Oh, so I owe some tax as well. So like our bills are going to be you know, £200 a month more than they were a few months ago. And that's yeah. massive, isn't it? That's, that's, that's massive. Like, oh. And we're in a fortunate position that you know we can I can afford to pay that, but some people aren't. Yeah. No. So, you know, and we said it. We said it before we started recording. It's going to be for some people a case of choosing between like heating your house or or eating. Yeah. 
And, pe- and, and in a country in a country like ours, should never be in that position. No, it's 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 shocking. But obviously, luckily, you know, we're coming into warmer months. Yeah. Hopefully, things are going to start to change in the next few months. And we might. If we have three see... consecutive days at ten degrees or over, eating's going off. Yeah, get a jacket on. Get a yeah. jacket on. Get a blanket on. Blanket. It's but just, that's that, you know, it's going to, I think that, you know, it's, it's difficult because people just don't see, like people at the top, like the government and stuff, they just don't see it because they're that far detached from reality. Yeah. Because, you know, their basic <clears> salary is what, 70 plus grand, whatever they earn, which is massive for anyone anyway. Then they've got all their expenses and stuff like that and everything they get for free and, and all that. Yeah. So they don't know what it's like for people earning minimum wage, you know, the, no. the, 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 the living wage. But it's not, you can't live on it anymore so it's so it's, it's no. not you know it's not a, a living wage and like i say me and katie both work full time and it's you know it's going to take money out of out of the pot for yeah holidays and and i'm sure you're probably going to be in the same boat you know it takes money out out of the pot for, for savings and stuff like that and for you know like when my electrics went wrong that's coming out of that pot that i put away for shit yeah. when it still happens but yeah. like when's it going to stop because I've, I've heard that it's going to go up again in october energy and, and when it's you look just, at the pr- the profits of these companies, it's fucking obscene. That's, that's the worst bit of it. You're seeing all these stuff. I know a lot of information on Twitter sometimes can be absolute rubbish, but you're seeing like these big companies like Shell and BP yeah. with the yeah, yeah. petrol, and then the energy companies, the profits that they're making. Yeah, everyone's struggling like fuck to pay for stuff, but it's just yeah. going to get worse. People are going to. People are going to get in a really serious situation. Yeah. It's got to be. How many people I'm... like are living on or below the breadline anyway? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and and adding an adding an extra fifty percent onto their energy bill is gonna yeah. cause you know something's gonna have to give. Massively. Is that going to be fueling the car up? You know, is that going to be paying for medication? Do you know what I mean? There's like yeah. all these things. That, the thing uh, is, it's not like. Public transport's cheap. Neither. You know, public transport is fucking expensive. You know, just to get a bus, a couple of bus stops away from, from here down into Alfton, you're talking a couple of quid. And it's yeah. like, it's, 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 it soon adds up just for the amount of the journey that you're doing and like taxes and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they've got to put their prices up because yeah. of the, the cost that they're having to pay for their fuel and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how it ends. People that are suffering with the mental health, this could have a detrimental impact on people. Massively. I don't even know what to say to people because no. if, if if you go on if you go on um, citizens' advice, if you are if you are struggling, <clears throat> there is places you know, go on citizen advice and they they can tell you kind of where you might be able to start. We should never have to tell people to do this or or offer this as a you know an option but local food banks things like that are, are available for for people who are yeah. at that point where you know you're struggling you know, local councils can help there's a food um, bank in south normanton i'm not yeah. sure when it is i've got friday in the head but i'm not it's at the um it's at the church hall yeah so there is there is one available but again you just think has it got to that? Has a country like ours got to that stage? Yeah, it's incredible. In fact, somebody put in the group, let me find it, because I thought it was really poignant. Although there is a lot of media links and stuff in there. <laughs> Some funny uh, shit in there. 
Is there anything about any masks in that group? Masks? Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, I just wondered. I didn't know if anyone had mentioned anything about any masks. Forest masks. Ah, here we go. So, 10 signs you're doing well in life, and I think this is poignant for now. You have clean water, you have a roof over your head, you ate today, you have a good art, you wish good for others, you have someone who cares for you, you have clean clothes, you breathe in, you try to do better and have a dream. You know, if you're doing those things, you're winning. Yeah. Um, Especially at the minute. Yeah. No, but like, yeah. you know, like we're saying about going to get help and, and going to the food banks and that, don't be ashamed if you've got to do that. If you've got to do that to feed yourself or feed your family, you've got to do it. You've got to eat. You've got to drink. So, yeah, you know, it's probably not ideal, but don't be ashamed if you've got to go to a food bank. That's what they're there for. They're there or, to- or have a look what you can cut back off, like... When I do my budgeting, I write down everything that's going out, everything that's come in, and then I've just got a calculation that divides it by four or five weeks, depending on the month that you're in. And then it tells me what I've got spare to play with. So I know, like, one thing that I'm going to do now is I've got Virgin with Sky Movies, so tomorrow I'm going to call Virgin and cancel Sky Movies. Yeah. So that'll be 20, that'll be 20 quid. You yeah. know, I've got... <clears throat> I spend 10 quid on the... WWE app so I can watch WrestleMania. That or WrestleMania yeah. is done now, so I can't tell that it's another 10 quid. So I've already saved, I'm already gonna save 30 quid a month just by cutting back on a couple of things that yeah. it's always worth having a look at what you're spending and whether or not, you know, what's a necessity and what isn't. And if you can cover everything if you can cover everything that's an absolute necessity and you've got left over, then then you know you it's a good it's a good place to be. But you know, for the people that write that down and there's no there's no frivolity in there or anything like that and you're still struggling you know, have a look at those places go on citizens advice speak to your local council <clears throat> see what's yeah. available for you because you know it's like this fucking 150 pound or 200 pound loan they're giving us like on the energy like fuck off yeah it's not great is it i mean i'm thankful for the 150 pound rebound council tax because you know that all just means i ain't got to fuck out 150 quid this month for my council tax bill that's gone up to 206 but the energy one like we'll take 200 pound off now and then yeah. in five years time you have to pay it back 40 yeah. i just don't want it like i don't <laughs> want it let me opt <laughs> out you bastard because yeah. it's actually it's actually going to do nothing like you've my, my bill's still gone up to 224 so you've done fuck all yeah yeah but they could do more. there's got to be uh there's got there's got to be more they can do there's got to be a way out of this crisis there's got to be a way of stopping the fucking energy companies and the fuel companies just renting everybody dry yeah. Yeah. like if you're making 40 billion pounds profit you've you've i'll tell you now you've got some leeway <laughs> <laughs> there's some wiggle room there this there? <laughs> in, in 40 billion there's a little bit <laughs> of wiggle room you know you could cut that by half and you're having, you're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing all right, aren't you? Yeah, so you could throw 20 billion. You're never going to do it because it's, it's greed in it, it's pure greed, but you could throw you could throw 20 billion into a pot and give people in Africa clean water and give, you know, energy at a reasonable price. That's two very different scales there. Clean water in Africa and energy yeah. at a good price. <laughs> Yeah, I went, I went, yeah, two, two different entries, but you know, you know what I mean. There's, yeah, there's money to, there's, there's money out there to support these causes that are that are necessary. 
world to fuck, man. With I think like what we have to put up with, like house prices and everything. It's just everything's just gone mad in it. Like yeah, back in the day when you, when our parents would have got mortgages and stuff, you were allowed to borrow for like five times the man's salary, right? Something like something like that, or five times the the, the earner's salary. Yeah. So if you earn ten grand, you could borrow fifty grand, but fifty grand would borrow would get you a it might have been three massive, times. Anyway, yeah. Whatever it was, you could buy a massive house for it. Yeah. Now you get like two and a half times one, two times or whatever it is. I, I don't don't quote me any of this. You can check yourself. But and then we then get a mortgage. <laughs> like, no, between I think I, I read somewhere that the average mortgage price is like seven hundred and fifty pounds or something a month. It's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. Crazy amount of money. Yeah, it is. Really is. It's only going up. Like we moved in this house in. February and it's already gone up in price. February yeah. last year, it's already gone up, yeah. you know, to more than what we we paid for it, which is good for me. But it's just the insane world we're in. It just makes me wonder what the fuck our kids are gonna have to do to get in the yeah. positions that that we're in, like with roofs overhead and yeah, that kind of just. Are they? Are they? Is it gonna be a point where people can fucking afford to buy an house for you know for a first time buyer buying a house for two hundred grand? Madness, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely we paid that. We I bought we bought our first house for like nine one and a half grand, and like I was like losing sleep over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think our first house were 145. I think our first house were baller, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Absolute crazy. Where do you where do you live now? Not that I want you to like put this in there, but on range real estate. So so that is. Bottom of Birchie and right, isn't it? That's right, yeah. 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 Which one do you live at? <laughs> one behind park, or one of the ones behind the park. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Did you have out on Halloween? Yes, mate, yeah. Yeah, we brought the kids around on Halloween. I didn't see you. I mean, yeah. I weren't there. I was just, I was stood very gate with face on. Oh, yeah, I got mad at Halloween because Freya loves it. She prefers Halloween to Christmas. We barely got anyone like, and these kids came. And I just gave them like, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it costs us a fortune every year because well, of people were running. People were running out. It's like a big deal on your estate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like, mad. We, I love we, it. we came from uh, we came from Ripon Estate to the Rangewood Estate to yeah. the treat. It's good. It's dead good on Halloween. So we do we do go a bit mad. You should do a bottle of blokes Halloween party. Reckon. Just me and you. Could do. Just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that creepy? Well, it's Halloween, so it's a lot. This this episode's felt like just just like a chapter we made, and I quite enjoy it. Yeah, it has been. It's, it's a lot different to the last one, weren't it? I loved the yeah. last one. The I last did one as well. Such an authentic story. Yeah. Such like, a good storyteller as well, like the way he told it. Yeah. Well, we're we should recruit a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said afterwards, didn't he? There's like so much more he yeah. could have said. Yeah, we're we are going to get other guests on. So if anyone, <clears throat> if anybody listens to this podcast and thinks you'd like to share your story, get in touch. Tim, where can they get in touch? They can get in touch on Facebook, in Bottled Up Blokes group. They can get in touch on Twitter, at Bottled Up Blokes. If anyone's got my number, get in touch with me. And do we have an email address as well, Tim? Yeah, it's bottledupblokes at yahoo.com. So, yeah, if you've got a story that 
you want to share with us uh, and our growing audience, get in touch. Facebook, Bottled Up Blokes, Twitter, Bottled Up Blokes, or email us at bottledupblokes at yahoo.com. Yes, mate. Absolutely. Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat. I, I really I really enjoyed just, just having a chat with you. Yeah, it's good. It's nice. Let's, to... go, for a, let's go for a wander again soon because I like that as yes, well. Yes, mate. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for everyone that's listened so far. We've had some good feedback. Continue. If you want to leave us a, a rating of five stars, and please do. Anything less than five stars, and please don't, because um, we want it to continue. I think we've got a good rating so far, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we're doing well. So, yeah, like I so said, we've got a guest on. Probably going to be a couple of three weeks till we get another one in. Got Easter, and I'm away for a week of it. Yeah. Going to Wood and see if it Nice, nice. So, yeah, but obviously this group and podcast is about men's mental health, so just remember... Don't suffer in silence. There's outlets, there's people to talk to. Join our group, drop us a message. We've got a WhatsApp group. You know, some of the lads in the WhatsApp group have said how it's impacted their life for the positive. So just come and get at us, you know, for a, a no frills chat, listening ears. We're not here, we're not going to tell you how to solve all your problems. We're not going to try and fix things for you. But what we can do is share experience and, and try and point you in in directions that we've been in the hope that you can get help yourself. Don't add to the statistics of of men ending up with a far too often story of, of, of men ending their own lives because they've not been able to to seek help. Have a look at the places that we've mentioned, EAPs, opportunities at work, to so see if you've got that within your workplace. That That's always helpful. Tim's used it in the past. <clears throat> I know people that have used it as well. You've got, obviously, Mind, you've got Calms, you've got places where you can go in and get support. Obviously, you've got your GP. There's no shame in, in going to your doctor and telling them that you're struggling. Tim's a big advocate of that, aren't you, mate? Yeah, I'm going to say, well, I, I did that a few weeks ago. So I think I've been three weeks now, three weeks since I've been back on antidepressants. So yeah, they're starting to make a bit of a difference now. But I, well, I feel in a lot better place than I did three, four weeks ago. Good. Which is That's good. what it's about. Yep. If you can get, if, if something can help you feel, feel a bit better to give yourself a boost, then... You know, it's got to be a good thing for you. But as long as it's the right thing for you. Thank you for listening again. Tim, again, it's been a pleasure. Really enjoy chatting with you. And we'll catch you again in a couple of weeks. See you later. Cheers.